There are ancient legends across many cultures that tell of a demon or deity that feed on the blood of the living. These tales, with the belief that the dead could rise again, gave way to one of our most well-known monsters, a being so powerful and charismatic that you could easily become their next meal. This monster's complexity has inspired media for centuries, and will continue as humans remain under the trance of vampires. <laughs> Welcome to 13 Degrees of Screams, where we watch and dissect your favorite spooky movies. I'm your host, Alex. And Stephanie. And this is a mostly horror podcast. Each season, we will rank 13 movies on a scariness scale from, you guessed it, 1 to 13. We will uncover the real-life myths and legends that inspire these movies, and tell you just how authentic they are. This week, we run out of blood in Daybreakers. So, Stephanie. Yes. Have you seen Daybreakers before watching it for the podcast? Absolutely not. <laughs> you haven't? No. No, not at all. Have you ever heard of it before? No. Really? Yeah. It was really interesting, though. Did you like it? Yeah. It was definitely not what I expected. <laughs> what did you expect? I just kind of assumed it was going to be like another Vampire Hunter movie, but it was quite the opposite. <laughs> vampire it was it was like the, yeah kind of like the opposite of i am legend <laughs> yeah because you follow the vampires yes and the humans yeah i didn't think about that it's like reverse vampire hunting interesting mm-hmm. yeah i didn't think about that yeah had you seen it before no i haven't although i have a really random story about that so this movie came out i think when yeah high school i was in high school and i saw the trailer and. In the trailer, there is a cover of Kate Bush running up that hill that everyone knows because of Stranger Things now. Oh, yeah, yeah. There is a cover by Placebo mm-hmm. in that. And that's the first time I ever heard that song, that version. And I was obsessed with <laughs> that song. I would watch the trailer over and over again. Just to hear the song? Yeah. And then I uh, you know, eventually found the song. And then I loved that song ever since. But I never saw the movie. Like, I always meant to. And I didn't. Just completely fell off the radar just for the song. (laughs) (laughs) So I knew about this movie and I always meant to watch it and I never did. But I knew the trailer like beat by beat. (laughs) And that's when we were discussing like what we want to do next. And we said vampires. I was like, it's time. It's time to watch (laughs) Daybreakers. Fair. Okay. So where did you have it ranked on the scariness scale? Ooh, let me look it up. You got it. 11. Okay, yeah. Actually, I might be okay with that. Because it was scarier than I thought it would be. Like, after I ranked it, I forgot what I ranked it. And then <laughs> I watched it, and I was like, it's going to be whatever. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of gory. And yeah. Yeah. I had, a little scary at times. I had it as a nine. And I think that's about right. Yeah. So far. I could see that, too. This is the scariest movie we have ranked. Do you agree with that? Statement? Yeah, so far. Yeah, for sure. Funny enough, the movies we watched so far haven't been very yeah. scary. <laughs> haven't been very beyond PG. I don't know. Mom's got a date with a vampire. All terrified. <laughs> I ready to dive into the background of Daybreakers? Yeah. Daybreakers is a 2009 science fiction action horror film written and directed by Michael and Peter Spierig. Spierig. Last names are hard for me. How would you say that? Spierig? Uh, <laughs> Spierig, yeah. I would I've, go with that. I've never heard of these people. 
No. Watch, they probably directed some of the most well-known movies yeah, of all time. all of your favorites. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. The film takes place in a futuristic world where a plague has turned most of the world's population to vampires. The few remaining humans are on the run as the vampires hunt them for their blood. Dun, dun, dun. dun. The film stars Ethan Hawke, Willem Dafoe, and Sam Neill. Daybreakers was released on January 8th in 2010 in the United States and received generally positive reviews from critics who praised the original concept, atmosphere, and visual effects. The film grossed over $50 million worldwide and has since become a cult classic. Hawk was initially hesitant to join the production as he was not a fan of genre films, which... What genre is this? I mean, but aren't all films... Don't all films fit in a genre? Uh, yeah. I've never reviewed a film that just has no genre. (laughs) (laughs) It Uh, is a film. (laughs) The film in the genre is vampire. Uh, Yeah, I guess this would be like a horror-ish thriller vampire movie. I don't know. What's the definition of genre film? Like, I don't know. Anyways, he was like, nah, I don't know about this. But. Sounds pretentious. (laughs) He ultimately accepted the role as Edward after deciding the story felt different from that of a typical B-movie. Hawk described the film as an allegory of man's pacing with natural resources, and he quoted, We're eating our own resources, so people are trying to come up with blood substitutes, trying to get us off of foreign humans. The actor also said that despite the serious allegory, the film was low art and completely unpretentious and silly. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. He doesn't seem very uh, happy about it. He but... seems kind of wishy-washy on the whole thing. He's like, I don't like that the film's a genre film, but then it's not a genre film. and <laughs> But I'll do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it anyway. It's a great allegory for man eating itself, but then I hate that man is eating itself. <laughs> but we're vampires, so we're not men anymore, which is a symbolism for... But it's not, it's not pretentious, definitely. No, it's silly. It's, it's a silly movie. I don't know. But um, Ethan Hawke, he eventually did it, so there we go. Okay. I don't know. Good for him? <laughs> I'm happy for him. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, he's good. I feel like all of the vampires we cover are somehow named, like, these Victorian names, like Edward and stuff. There's at least two Edwards this season. Is, oh, yeah. I was like, is there? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we have a Barnabas. Oh, yeah, Barnabas isn't a stereotypical name, I guess. What else? Uh, Dimitri? Dimitri, yeah. Very old Italian-y There's names. no, like, like Stuart. <laughs> Is that an old name? Stuart uh, old wasn't name? the guy in The Invitation, what was his name, Walter? Walter? That was, like, the most old man-y name, I feel like. Mm. Yeah, sorry. No. <laughs> I was going through all the vampires. The Dark Seekers don't have names, so. Oh, yeah, yeah, Nothing true. Nothing there. Are you ready to dive into the plot? Yes. So we open in a dystopian 2019 where most of the population is transformed into vampires after a plague broke out in 2009. The humans that remained either escaped to live as fugitives from the law or were forced to assimilate to be harvested for blood. Therefore, the human population has plummeted dramatically, causing vampires deprived of human blood to degenerate into feral creatures known as subsidors. And scientists, such as Edward Dalton, must work quickly to create and test a synthetic substitute. I think they're called subsiders. Subsiders? Sub subsiders? Sub I thought it was subsider. Subs maybe it oh shit. Oh no. Oh god. I swear I watched this movie. <laughs> <laughs> subsiders, subsider. They're lower class vampires. Yes. They are like nasty. They're icky looking. Yeah. They're, they, they're kind of scary. They're like reverting back to like animal 
type like losing hair and yeah we're not to bring up i imagine again but getting close to that kind of feral i would even say that they were more feral than the dark seekers yeah for sure because i don't think they think anymore (laughs) they just go for the kill Mm, yeah but they have like wings yeah kind of grow and are they bald too i think they lose their hair yeah and like all of their teeth their fangs it's not just like the canines it's like yeah they're not looking so great no 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 So Ed works for Bromley Marks, a pharmaceutical company that is the largest supplier of human blood in the U.S. And the way that they are farming these people is disgusting. Yeah. Like, I was like, ooh. I can't even describe it. I guess imagine, like, cylinders, like, large cylinders, and, like, every row of the cylinder is just surrounded with, like, a group of people that are naked and have like multiple tubes coming out of them, just draining them of blood. Yeah, imagine like silos of humans. Yeah, it's, but then as it progresses, there's less people in them. Yeah, because they're running out of supply. And I don't know if you saw that or noticed that scene, but when they're being drained of their blood, their like skin starts to sink in a little bit, mm-hmm. and oh, it's so gross. But there's just like these giant columns of people hanging there, and they're still alive. Yeah, mind you. My issue with it is, though, that they're just capturing them and just draining them, and then it's done. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if they were to treat them like actual cattle, almost like, like a dairy cow or something like that, they could keep getting blood from them, and they wouldn't be so wasteful if they would have actually just taken care of them. And So here's my <laughs> theory. So cattle is one thing, because, like, you don't have to eat meat as a human. Like, you don't have to eat a cow to, like, survive. They yeah. have to drink the blood. Of people, so I think they're at the point where they need it so quickly that they don't have time for them to, to wait like, for them to refill. Essentially, yeah, had they like thought about this a little bit more, I think, like a few years ago, yeah, yeah. Then I think, like, sure, but they're at the point where they like they just need the blood, and then we're done. We don't have time for you to get more blood, or like just take a little bit at a time. Ugh. No, they need it, like, ASAP. So I think that's why. Yeah, and they're also kind of almost at that stage, too. Like, you see them, they have, like, an underground, like, walkway or something during the day. So then they Mm -hmm. can, you know, go out, but without being exposed to the sun. And there's, like, a little coffee shop or whatever. And the sign says, now serving with 20% blood or something like that. And I'm like, was it always more? Like... (laughs) I mean, yeah, probably. It's the thing probably... that gets me is like, I'm like, so why are we drinking coffee like at all? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe, maybe it started off as blood, and then they're like, oh shit, so mix some coffee in with it. Yeah, because we have to like mix this in with something because there's just there's not enough. So maybe right. coffee was the yeah. No one drinks coffee once you're you're working and you're you know <laughs> that's the thing to do. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, not even when you're working, just generally. I also think since they're all kind of mortal, as long as like the blood supply stays around too, they seem to be more likely to indulge in stuff that's not as good for you, not as healthy for you when you're a human. Mm-hmm. So like Ed's like constantly smoking. Like, yeah. And I'm like, he probably just doesn't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's really no, it's not going to hurt him. Yeah. And his one CEO boss guy says that he turned because he had cancer and that cured him basically. Oh, yeah. 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 They have the healing properties. So right. You can do what you want. I guess so. 
after a failed experiment, and I mean, gosh, it was a failure. (laughs) (laughs) It was messy and gross. I forgot about that part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they tried to like inject a synthetic as a replacement for blood into this military guy, I guess, that I don't know why he would volunteer, honestly. Serve his country. I, I, I really guess. don't know. I'm like, dude, there's no way in hell. No. And especially after, I'm sure, I'm sure he has to have at least some kind of knowledge of the failed attempts because yeah. this is not the first one. Like, this is what our main character is doing is trying to. Well, they had been experimenting with monkeys or something because we saw images of monkeys with fangs for a second. So then they yeah. were going to start vampire slash human testing, I guess, but vampire testing in this case. Yeah, but still, you, you yeah. saw the past ones. Like, you don't you don't want to be the first human right. trial, probably. <laughs> like, yeah. let's not do that to yourself, but... Yeah, he, he's going through it. <laughs> he paid the price. Well, let's talk about what exactly happened to him. Yeah, so... Because the end part of it, I did not expect... <laughs> <laughs> I almost I started laughing. I know. Actually. I just like, that is so ridiculous. So they inject it and they're just kind of like monitoring his temperature and it's kind of like slowly rising. I guess that they're at a chill like 65 or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like 68 and holding. Oh no. And he starts like breaking out into like these little like welts or something like that. He throws up all over one of these doctors. And he starts, like, seizing, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Finally, they give him a dose of something else, and it kind of calms him, and he looks normal again. But then he's like, wow, that hurt. And then just explodes, like, completely. Like, n- there's no coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even what you just said was a pretty tame description. It was gross. Because by, like, you said puking, he was, like, projectile vomiting. Yeah. And you didn't mention, like, the welts, like, forming all over his body. Like, he was bubbling up. Yeah. It was so gross and so gory and so awesome at the same time. But it <laughs> and was the blood terrible. was so much. There was so much splatter. Yeah. Just like coating the room. <laughs> His whole body gone. Yeah. Eviscerated. There's nothing left. Right. So, no bringing him back. So that was a failed attempt at some fake blood. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that didn't work. So they're also talking about how people are degenerating into these subsidiaries. And one of the first indicators is that, like, their ears get, like, longer and they start to get kind of warped looking. And Ed notices this on the way home and is, like, completely distracted by his ear while he's driving and runs into another car. Mm -hmm. So it turns out it's a car full of humans and he has ran them off the road. They are freaking out because there's police sirens in the background coming to check on them. So Ed hides them in his car and uses, like, this little... I don't know, shade thing that the car has to, like, block out the sun. Yeah. It kind of just... Kind of blacks out the windows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like sunglasses for your car, but, like, completely blacks it out. Like, right. When they drive in the sun, they have a little camera. Yeah, like a computer I'm like, screen. I'm like, that, that okay. That would be terrible. Could you imagine trying to drive, like, through a backup camera? No. No. <laughs> so, while they're in the car, a woman, Audrey, learns Edward's name and occupation from his ID badge. So they thank Ed for helping them, like, get past the police. And Audrey's like, yeah, see you later. And he's like, I don't feel like I will, but okay. Yeah, what does that mean? Like, <laughs> that would have been ominous. I'd be like, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean you're going to see me later? Right. I'm like, he should have killed him. <laughs> Just to save him the trouble that he's about to yeah. go through. 
this just like starts a whole mess of issues. I know. And it's, it's one of those plot things where it's just random happenstance just like sets off the whole Triggers rest of the story. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Had he not gotten into this accident, like so much would be different, which I guess is like just most plots anyways. Things just happen. Right. That's but true. Most is, of them are yeah, by chance. Yeah, but this is like the perfect <laughs> chance that Homeboy is working on basically, I would I don't, not cure, but a solution. Mm-hmm. And it, of course, out of all the people, it would be him. Right. And uh, of course, he's totally cool with letting people go. If it was anybody else, he would have called the police and had them, you know, sent to the factory to donate all their blood. Yeah. Edward is a very moral vampire. We didn't really talk about that, but he is like. He's he- abstaining almost completely from human blood, but I'll get to that in a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Go so, on. <laughs> so when Ed returns home, he's confronted by his estranged brother, Frankie. He's there for his birthday and offers him a bottle of pure human blood to celebrate, I guess, a perk of him working in the military. I was like, see, this is all why it's wasteful here. Like, you just gave him a full bottle. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) And this causes a heated argument because Ed doesn't drink human blood, only animal blood, and breaks the bottle and pours it down the sink. And I'm like, also wasteful. (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those things like, okay, sure, you don't drink human blood. Like, that's great for you. Yeah, but like, like, pour some out for your (laughs) homie. <laughs> and give out the rest. Like right. someone could be using that. Right. And he's just like, no. No, no one gets it. Like, yeah, it's like one of those things, like wherever that blood came from, the deed's been done. So like don't uh, waste like, it. Like I don't agree with what they're doing, but also someone had to die for it. Like Right. And like it's one of those things vampires don't have a choice. Like they have to drink blood at this point. Yeah. So yeah, that's great that you're morally like not doing that. But you have to. There's so many people that aren't. <laughs> right, because that's just their nature right. at this point. And you just wasted a whole bottle, and people are literally turning into demonic winged creatures. And you're like, eh. Yeah. To prove we a don't point. Need this. Like, no. <sighs> he also did that with his coffee, too. Like when he went to the CEO's office to talk to him about his experiments or something, he was offered coffee with blood in it, and he was like, yeah, no, I don't drink coffee blood (laughs) i don't drink coffee blood so he just wasted that too yeah this dude i don't know i i I get the point but also don't ruin it for everyone else right (laughs) just just don't drink it and then give it back so since like he spills this blood like he just like pours it down the drain and it's all over like he breaks the bottle by throwing it against the wall or something uh this causes a a subsidor to attack he just kind of like appears out of nowhere in this doorway and i was kind of it's almost like a running joke at this point. Everyone just has a doorway where creepy things are just waiting for them to attack. Yeah, this is the first of many instances where in the doorway, in the doorway, just people show up, and I'm at, towards the end. I'm like, this had to have been done purposefully. There's no way, right? These these houses are in no way, shape, or form secure. No, I want to throw it out there. Also, we didn't really mention. I don't know if you noticed where he lives is owned by the company. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so the all the, I don't know if it's all the employees or just this company owns this development where he lives, too. I mean, they probably either own, like, a good portion of the country, so they're just, like, yeah. everybody gets to live here, or, or it's specifically, like, all the employees in, like, a development, almost. Yeah. But, So yeah. this business is huge, just to right. put it in context, like, what we're up against here. Right. So, yeah, the substitute just comes in and, like, 
He's not mentally there. He is like licking blood off the wall. <laughs> and like once he notices the brothers, he tries to attack them as well. I think also the problem with the whole subsitter thing is that they're feeding on themselves and or other vampires because they're just so desperate for any form of blood. Y- yes. So, That's a no-no. Yeah. You don't and that also <laughs> makes you degenerate faster. Yeah. They are forced to kill this invader <laughs> to save themselves. <laughs> this invader. That's, that's a way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> the next day, Audrey leaves Ed a note with instructions for a meeting. There he meets Lionel, a.k.a. Elvis, a human that was once a vampire. Then the meeting is ambushed by a military team, including Frankie, who... Sorry. I was like, Frankie! I called it. I'm like, this bitch is gonna betray... E2 Brute. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I knew it. I called it as soon as I'm like, this this bastard. Yes. mm -mm. So much trouble. It pissed me off. Right. (laughs) So Frankie followed Ed to capture Audrey and Elvis. Audrey knocks Frankie unconscious and the three escape. Elvis reveals that he was cured of vampirism when a car crash ejected him from his sunproof vehicle. Elvis burst into flames in the sunlight but landed in a river, having been exposed to the sun and then extinguished by the water for a precise length of time to turn him human again. And I was like, what kind of bullshit is this? Yeah, (laughs) I was very confused. I was was like, like, what do you mean? So enough fire fire to, to burn up the vampirism, I guess, but not enough to straight up kill you. It's it is an oddly. I don't want to say oddly specific. It's kind of stupid. Yeah. It's, it's dumb, in my opinion. There's, like, really no, <laughs> like, logical steps for how vampirism is cured in this. No, they're like, I don't know, I got set on fire for, like, 3.3 seconds and got extinguished, and I was fine. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And Elvis even describes it as being struck by electricity. I was like, but you were on fire. <laughs> is that what being... a Struck by electricity, feels like? I don't know. Want to find out? No. okay. (laughs) No, I don't want to. I was like, it could be a test for the audience, you know? Uh, We'll report back. We need a lot more funding before (laughs) we do this. (laughs) Okay, Okay, fair enough. enough. Edward agrees to help Elvis find a way to recreate the cure and prevent human extinction. So they take him to a human hideout at a vineyard, and Ed meets the other humans of their group, and Senator Wes Turner, a vampire secretly helping the colony to develop a cure. Yeah, like, everybody's not for a cure. Like, no one's really for going back to being a human. Yeah. Everyone's like, let's let's just figure out this whole blood thing that's clearly a big issue for us. (laughs) Yeah, that's, like, the setup of the movie, and then it turns into, let's find a cure, which, you won't need blood if you just turn back to a human. Yeah, yeah. So... Although, oh, this so so many questions because uh-huh. if they turn back into human, the whole world and how it operates is completely different. Yeah, that'd be a shit show. Don't think about it too hard. Basically, now we're heading to the territory of curing vampirism, not so much the blood issue. Right. An approaching convoy of humans are captured, and the vampire soldiers track them back to the vineyard, forcing the colony to flee. Audrey, Elvis, and Ed stay behind to recreate Elvis's cure, and after multiple attempts. To get the right timing, Ed is cured and human again. Just, just back to normal. Yeah, but this dude, <laughs> the the trial, he was set on fire like five seconds. And then they set because basically they set it up in a wine thing. Yeah, they, like a silo for wine almost, and yeah. then it had like a roof. It's a thing. vacuum, apparently. I, I have 
I don't know how wine's made. I don't know how any of this works, but basically I set it up in one of these and apparently there's no air because it's vacuum. So they're able to like just directly set him on fire and, and then, then just throw water on him at the yeah. same time if they need to. And so they just continuously they they like let the sun in and he's just he just bursts into flames and then it doesn't work and then they do it again and again and it's not funny but it's kind of funny because he's like, like yeah we can do it again we can do it again just screaming and then okay again and then yeah the last time it works so yeah good for him well he's back to normal yeah well good for ed for persevering elvis is kind of like every time it happens he's like are you sure you want to keep trying it like yeah he did it the one time he was like that was enough like, I, yeah so that's back to normal yes they go out looking for the rest of the colony and find all of them, including Senator Turner, dead. One of the captured humans, Allison, is discovered to be the missing daughter of Charles Bromley, the CEO of Bromley Marks. Allison ran away because she didn't want to become a vampire like her father, but Charles orders Frankie to turn her by force. Oh, this is like really fucked up, honestly. <laughs> In my humble opinion, this is quite fucked like, yeah well it, it just doesn't make sense to bring her into a race that is being like completely at at risk of going well of going insane almost in a way because they don't have enough blood yeah so why are you gonna make one more mouth to feed <laughs> homeboy ceo did not care he was yeah. just it's like, just, just like I'll just turn you. I don't give a shit. Make her a vampire, but I can't do it myself, Frankie. You can do it. I know. And can I just say this whole side plot with the daughter was so underutilized. I was. It was like in two scenes. Yeah. I'm like, we could have we could have done so much more with this. I felt. Yeah, I really wanted something else to happen rather than what what <laughs> what she was ultimately given. It was yeah, kind of dumb. Well, we'll talk about it when we get there. But I was just like. So much yeah, missed well, potential. I, yeah, we I'm getting right, right there. Yeah. Okay. Well, Stephanie's gonna go ahead and tell you what happens right now. <laughs> so, uh, like the next day, I guess Charles goes to check on her. She's not drinking her blood rations, quote unquote, um, and is actually feeding on herself. And it, since she refuses to drink human blood and is just drinking of her own blood, um, it devolves her quickly into a subsider. She's then executed with the others that they've rounded up and dragged into the sunlight. Like, they all catch fire and they just, no, goodbye. <laughs> as quickly as this character appeared. She is gone. She is gone. And I was like, what was the point? <laughs> yeah, and I know they tried to do it for, like, an emotional impact, I felt, but we saw her, literally, she got captured in the convoy. We saw her get turned, and that was about the long and short of it. She did try to kill her father. But it was such a non-thing that... It wasn't even, like, a fatal wound, really. she stabbed him, and then... Like, by his hip. It wasn't, like, a good good place, anyway. (laughs) And that's the story of Allison. I was like, (laughs) okay. Yeah. Disturbed by her death, Frankie goes to seek out his brother at the as the military starts rounding up the other subsidiaries to control their population. And I was like, of course you're disturbed. Like, you are basically, like this race's version of a rapist like by like or an assaulter by you know turning her against her will oh yeah yeah i see what you're saying (laughs) yeah ed elvis and audrey break into ed's this is where i was getting sleepy (laughs) ed elvis and audrey break into ed's colleague christopher's home and ask him to help with the cure 
So yeah, he had a, a colleague named Christopher that was working on him. Well, working working with him. Working on him. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, wow. I mean, they're, they're single. You like he's single. Ooh. He's single. Like. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, he had this colleague Christopher that was working on experiments with him at work, and he just assumes you know he'll be cool with getting a cure and. Having discovered a blood substitute and always felt inferior to Ed, he summoned soldiers to attack them instead. Through the doorway. That just appeared. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Everyone has the same doorway, and it is just dark and full of evil. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so dark. There's never a light shining on this doorway, so it's just people could appear at any given time. It's a, it's a portal. Yeah. There you go. Just if you need something, they just... <laughs> there they are. So the soldiers capture Audrey as Elvis and Ed escape, and they are then found by Frankie, who agrees to help them, but his need for blood overtakes him, and he attacks Elvis. And then in the oddest turn of events, cured vampire blood, such as what Elvis and Ed are at this point, turn vampires human again. So there's, like, really no need for the whole, like, sun-water thing. <laughs> so Frankie's cured now, too. All they had to do <laughs> was just... Just keep biting Elvis. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure Edward was like, son of a bitch. Right. I got set on fire, like, five separate times, and all I had to do was drink your blood. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So uh, it's medicine. The blood is medicine, basically, at this point. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Don't ask questions. The sun cured them. The sun cured them, but then also the blood cures them. The blood makes more sense. Yeah, (laughs) I guess so. So let's not question it too much. So Ed turns himself in to try to save Audrey, but Charles has no use for him anymore as he has the blood substitute now that can prevent blood loss in humans, and then they can sell the real deal at a high markup. So the rich can Mm -hmm. actually have the real deal with blood and everybody else can have substitutes. Yeah, it was almost like he didn't actually care and Mm -hmm. just wanted money. Mm -hmm. Wow, a big CEO of a company. Yeah, very 2009 of them. (laughs) Wait, you're telling me they didn't care this whole time? Right. Um, Ed taunts Charles with his daughter's death and then Charles bites him, becoming human again. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, bitch. Ed leaves Charles to be devoured by soldiers on the brink of becoming subsidiaries, which is super gory. Like, they are, like, dismembering this man. Yeah. This whole this scene was also very ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> just go on. Oh, my God. It's the, this whole climax is very weird because it just, it just becomes like a tag you're in of... <laughs> Of vampires eating humans, and then those vampires becoming human, and then more vampires eat them. And and then they get, they turn human, and then more vampires. It's just never ending. And then our main characters are just standing there watching (laughs) this, like, what the hell? It's so funny. So people are, these vampires are turning human and immediately dying. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's... Oh my god. It's such a big issue. Like, I was like, okay, you guys got the cure. Maybe we should figure out a way to regulate this. Yeah, stop, stop. Stop letting more people come in. Oh, it goes on way too long. It does. Frankie then arrives to sacrifice himself to the soldiers to allow Ed and Audrey to escape. And in the ensuing feeding frenzy, only six soldiers are left standing, now cured. Christopher is not okay with that, so to conceal the cure, he shoots the soldiers and is about to shoot Edward and Audrey when Elvis kills him with a crossbow. 
Fucking Christopher. Yeah. Christopher was the real bad guy. We just didn't realize. Mm -hmm. The three survivors drive off into the sunset. In a voiceover, Edward announces the cure will change the general population back to restore humanity. I'm like, what, though? Because we have a lot of issues regulating that last scene. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so in a perfect world, there wouldn't be a mass of 100 people. Trying to eat, like, six guys. uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, maybe they could just extract the blood. And then give it to them elsewhere. Like, we don't have to be biting it off of this living person. Oh, my God. So many so many parts of this It movie. got real hokey real fast at that point. Like- yeah, that, the fire scene mm-hmm. over and over again. <laughs> it was so funny. I, I like, mean, but it was gory, though. Like, oh, the yeah. brother got it bad, too. Like, And I was like, wow, like, they didn't really give a shit about your redemption arc at all. No, he served his purpose, and now he's dead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it was crazy. But it, I, I, I was thoroughly impressed. For some reason, going into it, I thought it didn't do too well. Like reception wise, but no, it did. And I, I was pleasantly surprised. I always thought it wasn't received well, but I mean, it is a unique concept, though. Like, how many movie scenarios can you think of, like, where the whole population is vampires and they're actually like thriving as vampires, honestly? Yeah. Like, enough that, like, I didn't catch all of it, but there was like a lot of like running advertisement underneath the captions explaining all of what's happened. Mm-hmm. And there's like a teeth whitening service and it's a lady with fangs and stuff like that. Like, like it's made it into advertisement, business. Everybody's a vampire. Right. Really. And like Ed even sees like kids on the street and they're all vampires. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, it's just, it's more usual to see a vampire than it is to see a human. And oh, yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I can't think of another movie. Off the top of my head, granted, I haven't seen every single vampire movie, so I'm sure they're out there, but yeah. I this is like the first one I've seen where, yeah, they thrive in, they survive in, mm-hmm. they live in their best life. Yeah. And then taking it that step further about, okay, yeah, eventually going to run out of humans. Now what? Right. So, I thought it was really interesting. I liked it. I really liked the vibe. You could tell it was kind of like over the top and they like knew it. Yeah. Kind of campy. But also very like it had that futuristic vibe, like Matrixy almost. Oh yeah, I, I found I it interesting it. too, like that they were policing vampires that got out of control too, like like when uh, like the one guy demands to have more blood in his coffee mm-hmm. or something like that because they drop it down to five percent instead of twenty, and yeah. he freaks the fuck out, and mm-hmm. he just like tase everybody there, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, uh, yeah, they're like a full civilization. Like, they they got everything. Yeah. Like you wouldn't know. I guess you wouldn't know they were vampires just by looking, because they like society's back to like normal, quote unquote. Yeah. So they restructured pretty fast in ten years. Yeah, considering honestly. All right, adaptable. I guess they must have like turned. Well, see now I don't know because I was gonna say maybe they turned really fast, but then that would. No, it had to been a really trickle effect. Yeah. Of turning. Enough for them to take the time to I'd be curious at what point, like where there was like half humans, half vampires. Like Yeah, when did what... when did the vampires end up on top? Yeah. yeah. So and how did questions. they make that happen over Yeah. Humans instead. Yeah. And now it's like totally fine to round up humans. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. So many questions, but it's kind of cool to see towards the end of what could be. But now they're starting anew. So they're going to be all human again, hopefully. Sequel time. Stephanie, remember? Yes. Got to write the sequel. Sequel time. The sequel, they start 
giving out the cure, but there's rebellious vampires that don't want it because they like being vampires and they think they're superior. So it's about that. Right, right. Daybreakers too. And then, but then you also have a lot of questions about like, what are these vampires that have become human? Are they going to live a normal human lifespan? Are they going to be able to like repopulate the earth as humans? Or are they going to be born as vampires because they technically have vampire blood that's cured or whatever? I don't know. Yeah. We'll we'll write the script. Like I said, we're going to do all the sequels to these movies. We're going to answer all the questions. Don't worry. Don't even worry about it. Stephanie, did you want to talk a little bit about the sun and the relation to vampires? Yeah, I saw a little bit of the research that you wrote in our notes. I I was really excited to see what you had oh, on really? this. Yeah, you know, it's not that much, but the the one was cool. Uh, we'll get to it. But the first one I found is sunlight is actually not a natural weakness of vampires in folklore, but rather a popular weakness in modern media. Okay. Um, it's so like a Bram Stoker thing. Or... Yeah. So it's not like, you know, the research you did at the beginning of the season, that's not like a well-known thing apparently, but it is believed the roots of this idea can be traced back to Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm-hmm. um, which we talked about was published in 1897. Um, in that novel, vampires are described as being weakened by sunlight, although they do not die from it. So I think that was like the start of the Yeah, they just concept. like introduced it into the media and then it became... More of like a well-known, this is probably going to happen thing. Yeah, they don't burst in the flames and die. <laughs> um, they probably also don't get cured either. But yeah, true, true. <laughs> but that's kind of where it all started. It's likely because the sunlight is a symbol of purity and goodness, while vampires are traditionally seen as dark and evil creatures. So it's that. I guess that makes sense. Juxtaposition. Yeah, and especially like in the lore and everything, like they would only come out at night to feed and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, I can yeah. see that. The one thing I found, and it was on a comment in Reddit. So, like, <laughs> this is just a theory. I don't even know where this person got it from. But I was reading, you know, reading some theories. And this was really cool. They said that the sunlight isn't what actually is the issue. But vampires poof into ash because the sun god Ra hates them. And smites vampires dead with his divine power whenever he sees them. So, whenever they go out into the sun... He kills them because yeah. they're evil. Yeah, and I saw that. Didn't she put something like like that's why he can't really kill them any other time because it has to be in the direct sunlight yes. or something. So yeah, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> like I spite you. Like <laughs> yeah, die. <laughs> Raj just like looking down, just waiting for a vampire to tiptoe into his sunlight. Yeah, hey, bitch. And then, but they also said. Why vampires have an inability to produce a reflection as a defense mechanism? Um, part of its efforts to hide from the sun's view. Oh, um, I could say that too. Um, yeah, like light is reflected in the mirror, like mm-hmm. a prism kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was an interesting thing. Is that pro- what it is? No, probably not. But it's, but fun, it's to, fun. It's fun to like come up with those. You know, I um actually looked up a little something on why vampires need blood. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm also on Reddit, of course. (laughs) (laughs) A person on here speculates that vampires drink blood as nourishment, obviously, but it's also to steal life because since they are undead creatures, they must sustain their extended life by taking it from their former equal. Oh, okay. I also saw like a very bizarre theory, and I was like, this is going a little too far, of Fox News (laughs) in in all things. What? Yeah, trying to say that... uh, I don't even remember all of what it was saying. Basically, that 
vampires would have to drain blood of young people because that's the regenerative properties and stuff like that to give them blood and give them eternal life. So that's why they're not really always stalking around nursing homes oh, <laughs> and stuff. Okay. It's more like stem cell research and stuff like that. Like they need them to be young to regenerate their own blood source because they have no blood. <laughs> okay. Okay. So like, okay. I, can I guess see this that. was like some bizarre, like rat study that the Fox news, <laughs> Fox news what? of course needed to talk about. <laughs> well, these rats lead to vampirism next up at six o'clock. Like, I was like very confused <laughs> where they even got the title. And then they were talking about rats and I was like, and then they're like, you know, they, they put young rats blood and old rats blood and the old rats got better. <laughs> like, and this led to vamp- vampires. <laughs> I still don't see the connection. I don't either. But, but okay. But I, but I understood, I guess, what they were trying to say is like, like younger bro- blood is regenerative. Like, like how when people say like you should save like the umbilical cord after a birth and stuff like that, you could use it for health reasons afterwards, for for vitamins yeah, and like other placenta, things. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, sure. I you know what what am i to say i literally just talked about raw <laughs> smiting down vampires so no it does make sense i think it does make sense i, I mean it, it's just funny to speculate oh yeah for sure like we're talking about the logistics of a vampire like, right we could say literally anything we want but i, I like that idea it kind of reminds me of like like a witch where they suck the soul out of a like a human like the younger they are they get that much more life because right. they have that much more life to give. oh yeah that makes sense too so maybe that's why yeah blood in the sun do you have any other uh no i think that's as far as i would allow <laughs> myself to ramble into crazy things <laughs> Fair enough. we don't want to go too far in the deep end yeah just enough to dip our toes and <laughs> you guys figure out the rest so thank you for listening. If you enjoy the show and listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, giving us a five-star rating is super helpful, and we will always appreciate that. You can find us on social media using 13 Degrees of Screams. This has been 13 Degrees of Screams, and we will see you next sleep. And make sure you go to a blood drive. Who knows? You might run out of blood. <laughs> yeah. Well, for when it Everyone donate bleeding. blood. Yeah. So we have it when we all turn to vampires. Thanks. <laughs> okay, bye. I've literally fixed it. Like...